So, what is lucidity? What is human consciousness? To me, human consciousness is a continuous stream. Consciousness for me, in my eyes, it never stops. We just change our perception of it. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Mental Realm of Existence. I'm your host, Jose Luis Mateo Jr. One day we'll do a, a segment. Uh, well, first I have to go to like Ancestry.com so I can find out. Um, is that where I go to find out the rest of my last names? No, that's just my ancestry, right? There's 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 another one there's another website specifically for that and i'm gonna i'm gonna do that one day because i know of seven of the names and i I really want to get way back there i want to see i want to see if i can get back to the first person that was in line in my ancestral line but for now let's get back to the show today's episode fly don't walk Realizing your lucidity. So we've covered preparations for sleep. We've covered sleep induction methods. And we've covered dream journaling for recall and realization. By now, I hope that at least, at the very least, that you have been gauging yourself to remember more dreams. I do know that in the hustle and bustle of life, right, with with us having have done the same thing every night, siphoning our consciousness in order to prepare to go to sleep because we believe that was a prerequisite, we have spent, however old we are, we've spent that many nights, that many days, that many nappy naps, that much time going in the opposite direction of where we're both headed now because i'm not you know i'm not some omnipotent lucid dreamer myself i'm still uh, i'm still working my way back into it from uh from healing from my surgery and everything i recently actually had a lucid dream it was uh it was pretty amazing so in this super short-lived lucid dream it's daytime. It's afternoony. Um, maybe a little bit before then. It was cloudy outside, and there's grass on either side of me, and I'm standing in a creek. And the creek is—it's a tiny little thing. It's—it's it's more like a running puddle of water, really. Like the—the the water isn't going higher than the top of my feet. I look around at the water and the water has got like this nice light blue purple color running through the water. And sometimes when I see something nice that I want to take a picture of, I'll I'll make I'll make like a, a little box with my hand with my uh, two thumbs and index. I'll make like uh what's like the same size as a cell phone nowadays and i'll pretend like i'm recording something through it right to be a little silly billy so 
I noticed that the water looked beautiful, and I crouched down and made the little box to, you know, pretend record the water. And then I thought to myself, well, why not just pull out my phone? And then I was like, wait, what? I, I, why am I even here? And then I had that sudden realization. This, this is, this is a very quick transition thing. I'm just, I'm explaining the play-by-play, right? I had a sudden, quick realization that I was dreaming, and I got really excited. I, I, I wanted to confirm that I was dreaming, so I looked at my my forearms and my arms to see my freckles and the hairs, and the freckles kept changing spots they weren't stable they weren't in one spot and in my head I was like man I wonder like in what order were my freckles or whatever trying to get that to stick and it wouldn't so when I saw that the freckles were were shifting and stuff on me I uh I got a little scared and I tried to tell myself out loud it'll be okay but I said it'll be KO. So like, I kind of caught myself losing the lucidity of the dream just being enamored with the shifting of the freckles. And when I said it'll be KO, I was like, wait, that's that what what did I just say? So I thought to myself, I got to take advantage of the situation. I got to, uh, maybe I should try to do some like lucid dream healing or something like some some therapy healing or or something like that and I just thought to myself to actually keep it simple I had like a little sea storm of emotions inside of me and I thought to myself that this was gonna be the reason that I woke up and it's insane I I perceived that I was standing in this little creek right And I suddenly just started crouching down and laying down. I didn't have the lucid control over my body anymore. I just felt the the form of my body or what I had perceived to be the body at the time kind of drift down and I lost sense of that and I just became this giant wave of vibrations as I laid into the ground and I could feel myself just just like it was it was like a like an MRI machine on 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 fast forward right on on high speed or whatever as the vibrations started to stabilize and, and ultimately become unrecognizable to myself, I knew that I was in my bed again. Sure enough, I opened my eyes and I was laying on the same side that my dream body had suddenly fallen asleep on. And I thought that was pretty cool that that my my dream body assumed the dream position of my sleeping body i i do know that there are dream practices uh like uh carlos castaneda's art of dreaming in which one of the practices i believe it's that book i did read 
uh, what's this lady's name? Marilyn Tunishende. I did read her uh, Twilight language of the Nagal. And just thinking about it right now, I can't remember which practice uh, from which book it comes from because I literally read them back to back not too long ago. Um, but one of the practices for, oh, nope, it's the Carlos Castaneda because it's a gate of power, I believe, it's, or one of the gates of dreaming. It involves lucidly falling asleep in your dream state in the same position that your waking body is in. And there is a lot as to why, and we're not gonna touch that now because we are just blowing through the basics right now. So that was my, that was my most recent lucid dream. And this, from me and myself, this came from uh, months and months of dream journaling and recalling and recalling and recalling and, and dealing with my discomfort and my pain. And oh, it's been trying. But enough about me. We are strolling back to the discussion of realizing your lucid dreaming. Now, Personally, for me, when I first started learning how to lucid dream, it was five years ago, and it wasn't under the uh, the hustle and bustle of life. It was under the hustle and bustle of death. For me, five years ago, I had suffered a really, really bad accident that left me with a lot of brain damage. Um, enough brain damage to the point where if I touch the right side of my head, I only felt it on the left. And if I touched the left side of my head, I didn't feel it anywhere else. I would have these sensations of a hot butter knife slowly, slowly sifting its way through the top of my brain down the middle, like right in the middle of the left and right hemispheres, just in that crevice, uh, just sawing its way through. It, it was... Uh, it was it was a really really jarring experience i was uh i was going through a lot back then i was in and out of hospitals and ultimately i was given a year to live at the time i uh, this is a this is a story at the time i didn't have any insurance I didn't have a stable job. I was working for the, the rideshare companies, but um, at that time, I was very depressed. So I would wait until like the last minute just to do the jobs, right? So when it came to finding out what was going on and finding out what was wrong with me and and going through the motions, 
I realized that I had no money for medical treatment and God forbid I I do this I, I, I go look for some kind of treatment and I I just have to keep paying out the ass, right? Like I just I go to one hospital, I'll go to another hospital, I'll go to here, I'll go to there. Like at the end of the day they're all just gonna run my pockets. They're they're not looking to help somebody who doesn't have insurance and that knowledge is is like earth shattering, bro. And it didn't like it it was it was more of a reason for me at the end of the day subconsciously to to kind of throw in the towel and and one day I just I I changed and I, I realized this wasn't the road that I wanted to go down and I started looking at holistic methods I started looking at other things that I could do for myself, to myself, by myself. And, <laughs> you know, if I had sat there and and logically thought to myself, there's no other way to do this than going to the hospital, I, I wouldn't be alive right now. I got to tell you that. I definitely would not be kicking i would be stuck six feet under with a stupid ass look on my face i had looked up reiki healing the ability to manipulate energy to to heal the body or to heal other people's bodies uh there is a there's it's a long process to learn how to detect subtle energy how to manipulate subtle energy and how to channel it and and, and know which direction it's going in like there's there's a lot of work that goes in with that, and that was too much to learn. And I had looked up uh, binaural beats, right? There was the binaural beats that are supposed to help uh, your your brain at night when you sleep. And I was playing those every single fucking night. And when I woke up, I felt that it helped slightly but enough stress or something on, on myself and the sensation of the butter knife of death would come back so with really not that many options left i had stumbled across a talk online somewhere about lucid dream healing and there were a lot of articles online about it and I, I thought to myself like if if this really does work if something like this really could work then then I'd be an idiot if I did not give it a shot so I bought a bunch of books online uh, one of them being Robert Wagner's second book lucid dreaming gateway to the inner self the weirdest thing happened that night um the night that i i discovered this i was maybe five six months into this whole year thing and the sensations have just gotten worse and gotten worse and gotten worse um to the point where i'm i'm like i'm bedridden and i can't do anything but just sleep so I'm adding in all these books and I literally have a hundred dollars to my name. I was terrified that these books were going to equal way more than I could afford. By the end, the, 
the total before I hit the proceed to checkout stuff was like uh, 80 something dollars in the cart. So I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting myself. I'm telling myself this is not a good idea. I'm telling myself that this is, oof, this is not the way to go. This is not what I want to do. This is, this is not going to fucking work. And I, I was just, I just started praying. I was like, I need a sign. If, if this is going to work, then please just, please give me a sign right now. Like I, I, I have six months at best left. Like I, I, I need, I need to know this will work. I scrolled down quickly. I hit the purchase button and I just, I, I was terrified, man. I didn't even look at the total I opened my eyes and the total after I purchased says 4444. I looked it up immediately afterwards and 4444 is supposed to indicate like new beginnings that uh, guardians are watching over you that you're you're being protected and watched over for it basically uh, a huge turning point in someone's life right a huge turning point potentially in my life that's what i looked it up and i i thought to myself like i'm i might be tweaking maybe there was just an insane deal and i hit refresh and it went back to whatever the original price was so i took that small sign on faith and when the books came that was the first one that i cracked open I read through it as fast and as thoroughly as I could. I remember reading about his, uh, him learning about Carlos Castaneda's hand technique and utilizing it for himself when he was a kid. And I believe he was a kid, teenager. I don't know if he's going to get caught up on that. You my boy, Robert. So... I had finally worked my way over to the lucid dream healing chapter. By this time, I had not had a lucid dream yet. I had only been uh, remembering my dreams. I wasn't even dream journaling at this point. Super reckless. I, I had one thing in mind, right? It was just damn everything else. So I had gotten into the lucid dream healing chapter and he talks about this one account where there's a woman who she was having such bad period cramps that she was getting herself prepared and ready for a hysterectomy to to consider a hysterectomy from just your period pain is a pain that that I never wish on anybody so before she ended up doing this, she learned about the lucid dream healing and she decided to try a mantra in her dream state. And when she became lucid, she was laying down and she had her hands over her, her you know, her lady bits. And she had used the mantra and she had channeled this, I believe she wrote that it was this pink and white energy in, in that specific 
uh, account. She had channeled this energy into her body and she had let it saturate and manifest and just settle in there. And from that night on, she hasn't had any period pains. There was uh, another guy later on, they were talking about like co-lucid dream healing, lucid dreaming with other people. And there's this awesome ass dude named Ed Kellogg who had worked, I believe the story was he had worked on, um, on a guy whose like ankle had almost torn clean off, right? So he had asked him for his permission for when Ed becomes lucid to work on his buddy's leg. And the guy said, yeah. So that night, him and his buddy had worked on healing his his leg. And the next time he went to the doctor, the doctor told him that it looked like someone squeezed 20 years of physical therapy since he had last seen him. Just these two stories alone made me realize that I, I, I too have the ability to do this. Um, there is somewhere along those lines where Robert was writing about not doing something that advanced yet to, to work the way up there and like I didn't have any chance to work anything up there this is like it's go time baby so in reading this chapter I had learned the mantra I believe if I remember correctly the mantra is by the power divine cure this blank of mine right or you can use heal this blank of mine I had read this mantra that Ed Kellogg had came up with and literally the same week the same week I had my first lucid dream I was in complete pitch blackness there was nothing around me and the fact that I was complete I was in complete darkness, but I felt that I could still somehow see, but I could see nothing, made me question everything. And then I realized, this is it. I'm dreaming. Oh my God. And from this realization, the the emotional charge, right? This this is one of the things that, that is really difficult to work through. Uh, when you are first becoming lucid, when you're working out the kinks, is, is the emotional chart, you'll find that at times it is exceedingly easy to let an emotional charge uh, sway your lucidity or bring you back into your waking body altogether. And the latter had occurred for me. I had gotten so excited so woohoo that I had finally had a lucid dream that I woke up in my bed. But I didn't wake up disappointed. I woke up knowing that the next time I would get it right. So the second night I used my mantras. And I don't remember how I got to this exact point, 
but I was conscious and there was nothing around me but just pitch white. It was all just blinding white. And I thought to myself, this is weird. There is no other color. Uh, there's no furniture. There's no nothing. Uh, where the hell am I? Am I in a loony bin? No. That would have been a crazy turn of events though, right? No. I must be dreaming. So when I realized that, I quickly, quickly calmed myself down. And I, I told myself, this is it. This is, this is the point in time that we're going to do this. I put my hands on each side of my head, not on it, but facing my head, my brain, right? The top of my head. And I said out loud, by the power divine, cure this brain of mine. And the coolest Thing happened there was a mannequin a purple mannequin esque face that popped up in front of me with with no with no like real facial definition so it didn't necessarily look like me like the waking me but I still recognized this this purple head as uh, as a placement of me from somewhere right from the mental realm of existence or some other kind of realm my my i i don't i i still can't uh personally break all that down fully but i understood that this face represented my waking head and its damage and when i realized that a bunch of spikes popped up all over my head hellraiser style and I, I recognized those spikes and I took them to mean that this was the damage done to my brain. And it, they were like, I used to have spiky hair in high school. They were much longer than that. All right. It was it was really scary how long they were. They were like needlepoint long, very long. And I know I said long like 16 times. As I, as I channeled the energy, this, this magnificent, swirling blue and white energy, as I channeled it, right, into my hands and into my, my, my dream body brain that my hands were surrounding, I could see the mannequin-esque face in front of me. I could see those needles deteriorate and and slowly slowly go down and subside until they weren't popping up at all and i woke up that night and i i never never fucking never have had the same pain since then I also have taken the time throughout the years to touch up on different parts of the head just to confirm. Now, I did like one or two more healing sessions after that for the brain and the central nervous system. And I I had a year from this event 
you can't like you can't ever tell me shit about the efficacy of lucid dreaming i will always 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 tell you that no matter if you think you're right or if you think you're wrong you're right because that's exactly what it is if you want to have a shouting match or something because i actually had a shouting match with one guy that i brought up lucid dream healing with who was suffering from something who bragged about lucid dreaming since he was 10 and he's like 40 now the guy got super pissed at me because i even brought up this story and called me a liar called me this called me that and and like i i didn't even bother arguing back or trying to prove it because at the end of the day if you feel that you know right quote unquote if you feel that you quote unquote know that these things are impossible they won't be possible they won't they they simply won't when when i did this lucid dream healing on myself my second time lucid dreaming when i applied my own life saving to myself i didn't logically think man how am i how am i supposed to know this information how am i supposed to have learned this i i'm not a neuroscientist i'm not a scientist i'm i'm not even an ist i'm just a guy i didn't think anything like that there was no there was no logic. I knew that somewhere, somewhere, I had access to that information. I, I didn't rely on the how or the why. I just knew that it would happen. And that's, that's the one of the biggest tricks with lucid dreaming and with doing things you know when when you first become lucid when you first get that sensation when you first break into that that moment of madre dios i am dreaming you will you like that feeling stays with you that that feeling of of wonderment it stays with you and it settles with you and it just it's it's man it's like learning a new skill only this skill has been around since we've been around since the human race has been around this skill has been around and that feeling stays with you and even even if you physically logically can't quantify that emotion energetically you still felt it and energetically your body wants more of it just like the two-year-old learning how to grow up and and you know going from one letter words to stringing multiple words to one day hitting the full sentences you know you you are learning to refine and mature your energy body and even if even if the logic of your waking world tells you everything is wrong about it when you're when your energy body finally gets a taste of that when it finally expands itself you'd have to be a, a nut job to want to shut that down now 
<laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell you that lucid dream healing is not something you should do when you first start lucid dreaming. I, because obviously I did it and I am not going to sit here and tell you to not do something that I did. I will tell you that consciously in my eyes, consciously manipulating energy does put you on a radar in the dream world, in the mental realm of existence. I will say that uh, the sky the sky is a limit when you lucid dream and <laughs> the limit of the sky is perception based you can stare at the sky you can fly into the sky you can walk through walls you can you can sit underwater and and not worry about breathing you can go to the mariana mariana trench the marinara trench see what lurks below you can fly into outer space you can work on meditating you can resonate you can do uh, a lot you can there's so many different kinds of experiences and experiments that you have the ability to undertake within the dream state and in the next episode, I'm going to talk more about my beginning experiences with lucid dreaming, uh, a lot of the different beginning things that I have done whilst lucid, including learning how to word things properly. Believe it or not, wording is one of the key catalysts when you lucid dream. And I can't wait to crack that egg open with you guys and uh, make at least a piece of an omelet. <laughs> Till next time, everybody. <laughs>